it's about you know build yeah getting into communities and and that's how you find out about good things early This is Female Business Angel Podcast, your go-to destination if you're a business angel or would like to get into angel investing and don't know where to start. Or if you just want to find out how we tick, we're Tina and Katja, both business angels from Berlin. Well, I'm a VC now. We will interview established female business angels about how they got started and how it is going, including all the best tips and tricks. So get ready for some insider stories and personal empowering moments and revelations with these incredible women. Welcome to this journey with us. Hi, and welcome to Female Business Angels podcast. We are at Seen's podcast studio. Seen is a pre-seed fund. Thanks for having us here. Really like to be in this beautiful studio. And our guest today is Rafaela Ryan. Hi, Rafa. Hi, glad to be here. Yeah, so Rafaela has a very impressive background. She worked... In several countries, she worked for BlackRock, for Axel Springer. She'll introduce herself now in a, in a second. She started a super successful company called Korea Foundry, teaching UX design and other 21st century skills to the people. She got also into crypto, really. She went all in and she's an investor at the OWN Fund. She, she's a student, at uh, a fellow at Kernel. As a fellow. A fellow at the Colonel program and many, many, many other things. So, yeah, tell us about yourself. I probably messed up the intro. <laughs> so, over to you. Yeah, so I came to Berlin in 2013 and um, with the idea of starting a startup um, and had the idea really to help people build careers in this, you know, amazing digital world that is up and coming. And Yeah, so I built basically, or the idea was to help people, you know, go from absolutely zero knowledge to job-ready UX designer, software developer, um, data analyst, all of these like most in-demand jobs in the, in, the, in the digital economy. And yeah, and with that idea, I pretty quickly, looking back, found a co-founder, we got funding and um, scaled to what is now um, a team of 120 people globally. Um, yeah, um, and I guess in 2018, the company became profitable. We were making good revenues and I had basically the, the lucky position to choose whether to stay or whether to do something new. Um, my co-founder said he would be happy to take it over and I decided to do something new. Um, so since then, I have uh, started two, you know, self-funded companies. I have a property company. I have an e-commerce company. And then in, in that time, I also got involved in crypto and blockchain. And, you know, at, at first, you know, from the outside and then got, a, got more and more into it. And I think now I'm at the point where I just I'm so in love with it. I think it's absolutely the future. And um, so now I'm, re I'm actually... Yeah, I want shifting to, the focus. I'm sh not what I mean shifting the focus, but basically I decided to build a new company 
um, in that space. Um, and that will be, yeah, hopefully happening in the next six months. And it will be again venture funded and it will be again, you know, yeah, something hopefully even bigger than Career Foundry. And yeah, because I think blockchain and Web3 is really going to change how we live and how, yeah, how we interact and how the digital world will look like. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I could not agree more. So, what? How? How did? How did you find that excitement? I know that you came into this crypto scene a bit uh, through personal connections, as everything in life and personal inspiration. But you, your first steps were becoming an angel investor, actually uh, investor in in some crypto projects like Popcom and Popcorn and some others. So, how did that happen? What What were your first steps? So my, my first step was actually way before, you know, very classic buying some Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, then I got really into DeFi and, um, you know, spent most of my days doing some, you know, crazy leveraged trading uh, stuff. Um, and, and then I think pretty quickly... Um, I think in crypto, it's pretty soon that you get opportunities to invest in early stage startups. I had actually before invested in a web. Like I had my first angel investment was in a classic web two startup. Um, so that was, was during career foundry times. No, that was after. After was after. Yeah. Um, so I had already done an angel uh, investment, and then I basically. Um, what I normally like is, you know, when I fall in love in a certain vertical, I actually look for angel investments because I feel like investing in an early stage team, you learn so much more about that vertical than, you know, just reading uh, news articles or following blogs. So, um, so, so normally, you know, my process is not so much, you know, having people come to me. It's normally I go out and, and look for so the companies. It's a proactive approach. Yeah, That's I'm, really good, I'm, I'm yeah. more active because, you know, basically back then, you know, I was looking for... Um, you know, crypto and real estate. Um, and that's when I found my first angel investment. They ended up being a Web2 company, but they are planning to launch a talk token in the future. So they have a, a blockchain background. Um, and then I and became... a prop tech company. Well, right. actually, they, they okay. um, nowadays, I wouldn't say they're a prop tech company. They are more an asset manager. Asset manager. Um, but but they started out uh, with prop, prop tech. Yeah. And... Um, and then, and then I became very interested in this whole crypto and sustainability space and thinking, okay, how can blockchain, you know, yeah, and sustainability build new business models together. And that's how I found Popcorn, um, which is also, again, an, an, an ESG positive asset manager. Um, yeah, and then I think I, I got involved in, like, got interested in the metaverse. And that's when I heard about own fund um, and own fund is a venture DAO. That means it's not just my money, but I committed a bunch of money together with 40 other individuals. And now together we invest this money in, in metaverse and creator economy. Um, um, and it's, it's a rather companies. new fund, right? So not yeah. many people are aware of it because I was, I was talking to some people, even from the crypto space, they... Yeah. Well, I think it's six months old. Okay. Um, That's a long time in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, so it's not that new. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess we don't, like OwnFund doesn't really do marketing. Um, they don't really need to because most of the people in the fund are, are founders in Web3 themselves. So all of the deal flow comes through Organic. the people in the fund. So yeah, they don't really do marketing uh, as such. Like I, I, I actually have suggested to them that we do an event at East Denver and they were like, no, it's not really, you know, it's not really how they operate. 
Um, yeah, and so and now actually just today I joined another one. Okay, um, it's called the, the Proof Collective, okay. and it's a, it's a collective of NFT collectors. Kevin Rose, yeah. Rose. <laughs> yeah. So I'm now part of the Proof Collective, and I'm very excited to like be buying um, NFTs um, through that. Yeah, so you're joining the NFT, you're jumping on the NFT trade. Yeah, I yes. guess I know who was the friend who inspired you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hi Jonathan Cordy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's really exciting. I think, um, uh, yeah, so, and, and it's com completely distributed, correct? So it's not attached to any physical location, uh, for example, their own fund or, well, Proof Collective, I guess it's more US based for now, but it's probably. Uh, completely no, global. No, yeah, uh, it's completely global and they actually have people all over um, actually proved they, they will also start in-person events and they have already planned one in Berlin for, for April, for example. So it will be global even though, yeah, but I think most most people probably are from the US, but there's a significant European um, yeah. Yeah, share as well. Of, of the members. Yeah. yeah, I think April is going to be crowded because there will be mm. bright moments uh, yeah. take over of Kraftwerk. So bright moments is a, it's it's a DAO where you can buy NFTs, but you have to physically be in Berlin, for example, to mint crypto Berliners. And they've done the same thing in New York and in, um, in, in Los Angeles. I think the next city is going to be London after Berlin. So we will have bright moments and we will have a physical proof collective events that's really cool exactly. I didn't know about that one and um, how would you if you could compare your angel investing experience in the web 2 companies and then the your web 3 experience so what what would you say what are the main differences oh it's it's com it's like a world apart it's like two different it's, planets it's like two different planets yeah so in the web 2 company you know it's the classic because it's also a german gmbh so i had to go to the notary and sign the documents and every time the company for example does a new funding round or anything like yeah, i, I have always to have sign to up. sign something so um Or, or run to the notary. So corner. you have this one angel investment. Yeah, in that's the, just my my only in one. The classical space. Yeah, <laughs> and I will also I will not do yeah. anything else in Web two anymore. Like you I don't like to go to the notary no, physically, no. but that's that's the no. German speciality. Yeah, I guess. Maybe so, maybe, yeah. but also like I think I'm just I'm just much more interested in Web three these days, and um, yeah, maybe it will change in the future. But right now, I'm I literally only want to do Web three, and. Um, Yeah, so basically, so basically, that's the one big difference. The other big difference is um, the valuations. So the valuations in crypto are insane when you come from Web 2. And the first time I saw it, I was like, they must be kidding me. You know, like in Web 2, you could only dream of the valuations. Yeah, although get. Web 2 valuations yeah. are pretty much um, very high right now yeah. still. So. Well, I can tell you because yeah. I've done, you know, I've done my Web 2 investment Yeah, also it's not that long ago. So, so I, I think I think crypto is like literally three, four times higher. Okay, and wow. yeah, and and for the, for the start with and many people, you know, they come with like hardly anything. They come with like a two pager Google Google Doc or something. White paper. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and um, but they had a track record in the industry. I guess they were well known in the blockchain space. So uh, otherwise, how how would you raise? So what would be their example of the valuation? Maybe like, I don't know, 16 million pre-seed? That's, uh, that's a normal range? Yeah, or? No, we really yeah. see a lot at 25 okay. pre-seed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe because the valuation is in Ethereum or that's why yeah, it's well, like fluctuating a bit. You know, I've been thinking yeah. about it and I think um, 
I think part of it is, you know, when you launch a token, you obviously need a lot of liquidity and often the liquidity, you know, is also comes from part of what you're raising. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the liquidity then doesn't just go into, you know, building the product, building the team. It also goes into actually launching the token and providing the liquidity so that yeah. so that investors can trade legal and tax that yeah, that, yeah. that investors can trade in and out of the token and I think that's why they also need more um, you know that, that basically the model is more complicated in, in a sense and so, so that's that's the only explanation I have plus you know those things that that work in crypto they really scale crazy fast like much faster than Web two um, and the other beauty like and that's probably one reason why I prefer investing in Web3 is, you know, you're liquid much quicker. So, for example, my Web2 company, um, until I get, you know, yeah, my money back, it's, it's when they exit. And, 10 years, and, yeah. and it's normally like around 10 years. Whereas in crypto, like a token launch is normally either immediately after the investment or after one or two years. So you're liquid much, much quicker. And it's quite nice to then have the liquidity to be able to do new things with it. And yeah. so so I, I guess that's why currently that's my my preference. So then you can decide yeah. if you stake it, if you swap it, if, yeah. you, if you hold to it. And, yeah, or yeah. invest in new things. Yeah. Or for example, one, um, so actually with own fund, um, like one investment that we did mm. at the very beginning has already returned the entire fund, uh, like literally like that. Wasn't and, a DeFi company or no? Was it was a Metaverse protocol? company. Metaverse, yeah, okay. it's a gaming company. Yeah, and 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 we're staking also, and like every month now, I get money just from the staking uh, rewards that we're getting, and they're really yeah. sending it to me, and that's like that's like insane, you know? Like obviously in Web two, you would never have like a monthly. Um, revenue stream from the company you just invested six months ago and like no. yeah, and that's that's really the power of web3 yeah i guess you have more like intellectual rewards because if you're currently you're in touch with the team and if you have headspace you maybe you're involved in this very early days planning and uh, networking making intros working on a business plan with them on different strategies so for me, it was like practical MBA, the seven angel investments I've done. So I really enjoyed it. And that was rewarding, but not in the sense of, yeah, looking at my like portfolio, Web2 wallet kind of. So I, I hope they will pay off. But the main motivation was to be like extended part of the team and learn and support the founders. But how that, how is it happening in Web3? Because I have a feeling it's um, much more anonymous. So sometimes you have just, I mean, I'm a big fan in, of Web3 as well. I'm, as you know, I'm also starting a new venture in the space. So I'm more into the UX layer and um, making Web3 accessible to non-technical people, to broad masses, and also the marketing angle, how Web3 can maybe replace the marketing. What you were talking about, how the own fund doesn't need advertising. Bitcoin never done advertising. It's a religion, so people just evangelize and they bring in new people. So it's a network. But um, on the flip side, it's a very anonymous world. So people are there with their NFT profile pictures. So you don't know where they're based, their gender. You maybe well, you don't have enough references about them. Like track record. There are some startups that are building that now, but um, the station or the rabbit hole. But um, 
Yeah, are you in touch with the team? So, or are you just chatting to these gift icons mm -hmm. on the Discord? <laughs> no, so the people actually uh, pitch to us um, with their face, with their real names. So even if they're anonymous in the Discord or on Twitter, they come. It's like, a video call. We know who they are, and also like we have two employees, like in, in own fund, mm -hmm. that do the due diligence before we invest. So they will check the code if you know. That, that that you know, there's nothing fishy. Yeah. Um, they they yeah they they check the legal setup of the company. They 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 also like sometimes at least not always, but sometimes quite often they do the reference checks. Quite often also you know we like yeah because these people come through recommendations from within own fund. Often people know them from before, so often we don't need to so do reference checks like, like yeah. that. Yeah, but um, but sometimes they do reference checks. So yeah, so that that is so, so it's not anonymous. They are not anonymous to the investors. Um, but they are anonymous to the outside world, and I guess that has a big regulatory like regulatory reason because like there's a lot of uncertainty around you know the regulation around issuing tokens. Yeah, and and it's just you know more more safe for the founders, frankly, to to be anon. Anon stands for anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so if so, how does the deal flow work? So it's basically probably ninety percent network from the founders and uh, who are part of the own fund, for example. And, well, Proof Collective, you have to buy an NFT and that's pretty much curated by Kevin Rose and his gang, as far as I know. So it's kind of the community and they bring the deals in. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I think crypto is all around community and like the longer you, or for me at least, the longer I'm in and the more the more communities I'm in. I mean, you and me, we're together in this Meninas, DeFi Meninas community. So if anyone... And women in blockchain. And women well. in blockchain community. So, and, and I guess through all of these communities, you hear about early stages. So now I'm in Kernel and like Kernel already now, after two weeks, there's some really impressive teams and I will definitely put some of them forward into own fund then to make to make an investment in yeah, them so true. so yeah but basically it's it's about that it's uh, it's about you know build yeah getting into communities and and that's how you find out about good things early yeah and how do you make the first step so if someone is listening to this podcast and really wants to get into web3 because I think correct me if I'm wrong I think also the hurdle to become kind of a small angel investor in web3 project is lower than becoming a traditional angel investor. So you don't need 25K or 10 or even five. You can maybe even participate with, I don't know, 1K, like if you're buying a token, for example, or you can yeah. buy it for 100. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, I actually have participated in a private beta. Um, private beta means it's basically before they bring in um, retail investors or before they launch a token. Mm -hmm. And there it was a company of a friend, but I didn't really know it was on on a on a on a blockchain that I don't know a lot about. And she said, Oh, you can invest as much as a thousand euros in this in this basically as an angel investment. I was like, Wow. Yeah. And that I don't think that exists anywhere else because of all of the admin and KYC that that you often have to go through. But um but yeah, so definitely the, the threshold is much lower. Yeah. Um, although, like you know, also a lot of companies want you to put in at least twenty five k because they don't want to deal with you know a thousand people that put in a thousand euros or so. So it depends on the company, but definitely the threshold is lower. Yeah. Um. So how do you get started? I guess you know, 
I don't think there's a there's a fast track per se, um, unless you can get into a venture DAO. That could definitely be a fast track. But many venture DAOs are also a bit exclusive. And you, for example, for me to get into own fund, I needed, you know, I actually had to write an application. And um, did, did you just Google it, or did someone tell you about? No, it? like I, I got recommended by by Jutta actually. Okay. Um, she oh. she uh, to be honest, without Jutta's backing, by Jutta Steiner, yeah, yeah I, I don't we think, should have her on the podcast. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Without Jutta, I don't think they would have taken me because. Um, okay. You know, there's mostly Web3 founders and mm -hmm. I haven't found something in Web3 yet. So I'm a bit of an outlier. And there was after me like um, a, a big banker uh, tried to get in and they, they said no, they didn't want him. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be the only fast track. Otherwise, it's really like about yeah getting into these communities, learning about it. Um, get, going to the events, I think events are a great way to, to meet early stage companies. Yeah. And Lisbon is... East Barcelona is Paris, Metaverse yeah. Summit, yeah. Cryptoberfest. Yeah, then there's what NF else do we have? Then <laughs> Cryptoberfest is a good one. There's yeah. NFT Berlin is coming up. Okay, uh, when is May that? I think it's in June. Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously, uh, yeah, I think these are the big ones I know about in Europe yeah. for the year. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll post them on the podcast. So, there are, yeah, the, the Web3 fans and wannabe fans can check that mm -hmm. out. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, I guess that's that's the question. Where where do you start? So if you want to get into it. And what I really admire about you, Rafa, is that... Um, so I remember when I told people, yeah, I'm super excited about Web3. I'm reading everything about it, listening to all the podcasts. Can you recommend me more? So I asked befriended founders, uh, all, all guys. And then so that, yeah, I would also like to exchange with... Maybe there are other women. Mm -hmm. And so they, they, they dropped your name. As if you were like a super established <laughs> web free personality. And I was like, oh wow, you're a fellow, right? I think I knew her, but from the different context. Okay, that's interesting. So you've just decided, okay, this is the next bit, big thing for you. And actually, well, for, for our planet, mm -hmm. I, I, I truly believe as well. And you just went out and, and now you've been, you're being associated mm -hmm. with that. So the web free lady. Talk yeah, to yeah so, I've, I've been surprised myself yeah. how quickly that went. I have a feeling it has a different um, back, like reason. I think, you know, because there's a lot of, as you say, anonymous people in Web3 or people that, you know, are not, are not so publicly visible. And I think that, you know, I, I, I come from Web2. I can still talk like a normal person. You know, I don't have the whole, I can do the whole crypto lingo. I could actually do it, but I can still talk normally and yeah. be understood by normal people. And I guess that that makes them more trustworthy. Um, you might have seen I wrote um, an article of, around how to create passive income with crypto. And a lot of people wrote me, oh, if anybody else would write this article, I would think it's a scam. But because you wrote it, I think this is actually yeah. possible. So, so I think because of, you know, I've been... I hope you've put the disclaimer, <laughs> this is not a financial advice. Oh, yeah, totally, uh, totally. Like, um, although, you know yeah. what, I actually have yeah. a financial advisor license, you know, for my oh, BlackRock okay. days. Yeah, oh, well, I actually do hold true. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're safe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's really cool. Maybe also as a recommendation to our listeners, because we try to um, kind of give some tips on how to get started with entrepreneurship, angel investment, how to get into it. Because sometimes it thinks like a very like um, remote universe that is not for you. But yeah, you have to want it, and then you have to start. Um, yeah being present there, going to the events, I guess, and yeah. uh, writing articles. Yeah. yeah, for me, it was really writing articles that that kind of put me on the map. 
And I think I wrote articles in, in niches that no one had written. Like, you know, my knee, like last year I wrote some articles about cr like blockchain and sustainability yeah. um, or like, yeah, passive income. Not a lot had, had been written about that. So I think, you know, pick a niche and, and uh, write something. And then, you know, like, yeah, you always, you know, want to show that you've done your homework before you go into a new industry. And like writing is a, is a good way to do that. Plus, it helps also solidify your own understanding, yeah, I feel. And sort, sort, yeah, and uh, sort like your own thoughts, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Well, so the, and I think it's also like challenging yourself. So totally, if, oh, yeah. totally, totally. Like... To be honest, every time it gives me like the sweats having to write an article, but then, you know, you go through it and you're like, okay, yeah. yeah okay. I've written one recently. And so, yeah, I, <laughs> I had good mentors uh, challenging me. Yeah, but uh, let's see. Let's see how the outcome is, if uh, everyone is happy with that. And um, yeah, so yeah, getting into crypto and your investment, I guess another tip would be, I don't know if you would agree with me, is um, investing through a syndicate. Um which is, I mean, there it's like an angel list, right, for Web3, which is called that way. I think it's Syndicate IO or XYZ, I'm not sure. It's well, like, I haven't yeah. done that, so yeah. I, I wouldn't know if, if that's any yeah. good or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I think that's that's a good beginner's tip mm -hmm. as well. Um, what else, like on the practical side, so do you, you, do you always invest in tokens? So do you need to, uh, first, if you are just getting started, uh, so do you need to kind of take the big chunk of euros? then buy crypto and then convert crypto into tokens or how would it work do you do you need to have like a big amount of crypto to become an angel investor in web3 well as we said earlier yeah. um there are startups that take angel investors from a thousand but yeah they're all it's all in usdc most of the time so you definitely have to like usdc is a stable coin um which means it's pegged to the dollar it's always worth one dollar so you have to transfer it into that um but you could use a, a normal like coinbase or i think even trade republic is, is doing that nowadays mm -hmm. so you could use your normal bank account doing for 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 that um Yeah, so so it's most of the time in US or like I think all of mine have been in USDC if I think about USDC, it. Yeah, and yeah. you invest in so mostly in a DAO or what's or is this the foundation? What's the most typical company structure or form? It's LLCs. They're all LLCs. Okay, um, or at least to be honest, like all all of the ones I have made are LLCs. Mm. Um, I think if they're like there are also European for forms of that mm -hmm. but but even the european companies i've invested in have chosen the LLC, llc yeah. route um and and yeah and sometimes they don't have a token yet so that that's uh, quite often happens at the early stage so you really get equity or quite often how it works is they have sort of a, a safe and a, and a note and then once they have the um once they launch a token your equity converts into the token and then they yeah. send you the token. Okay, so yeah. it's similar. It's pretty yeah. similar to the web yeah. world. And um, what do you think in the future will like both investment forms coexist? The one where you go to the notary and where you invest in the GmbH or LTD and uh, you invest in euros and so on. And another one where you would buy tokens and invest in USDT or would we merge, like would we completely migrate towards the web three? Investing. <laughs> um, well, I think for the next probably 25 years, I think it will continue side by side. Um, but I think this whole notary system in, in Germany is already, I think, 
already the new coalition has said that they will make this more digital. And so I think it's time. I think looking down in 50 years, I don't think we'll have to run to the notary for every little address change <laughs> and things like that. I hope at least. Um, but um, so, yeah, I think it will coexist for a while because I think also now Web2 Web still has, you know, a, a, a big place in the world. And um, Web3 is, is really still at the early beginnings. There's a lot of problems still in Web3, a lot of UX challenges. So I think we have a long time to go before yeah. we see mass adoption. It's emerging. And I found it really interesting because, uh, um, yeah, since I'm going to go into fundraising also with my Web3 startup, We so you have we really have to think about your fundraising strategy. So are you approaching traditional VCs, although some of them already have a crypto fund, like for example, Cherry announced that uh, last week, or do you do like this token sale and so you are just like web free native? And I, so I don't know what do you think about that. Um, so from my experience raising for Career Foundry. Um, you know, it's best to first go to the funds that have done investments in 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 your specific area before. Because yeah. I remember with Career Foundry, I went to a lot of VCs that had never done any education investments, and they were all like saying, "Oh, we're interested in in it," but not a single one of them came through. So I feel like, um, you know, as a founder, you have limited time, so it's probably better to go to those companies that have done it before, or even go to venture DAOs. So I think in in crypto, quite often the first five million literally comes from non-traditional, like or from like private people, from venture DAOs, not from traditional VCs. And I think that's probably the best way to start because it's faster. Um, it's to, to, to an extent, you know, they're more supportive because, you know, mm. they, they see it not as a, of course, they want to have a return, but, you know, they don't manage other people's money. They manage their own money. So they also have often a bit longer time horizon and they, they feel more in, often more involved in the project or more like they buy in more in, in the founder. And you so, don't have to do evangelizing and consulting and explaining what like Web3 is and Metaverse oh yeah, oh and yeah, so on. You don't, yeah. yeah. So if you have to start doing that, then you're definitely at the wrong address, yeah, I would say. Because I, I, yeah. I heard that story as yeah. well. But, but, well, maybe it was too early still, but yeah. I, I feel like now, Oh, it's time it's, yeah. it's a good timing yeah very exciting so yeah I guess we are yeah where we were we're coming to the end of our podcast so the questions we always ask our guests would be maybe three tips you would give to aspiring web three angel investors so I don't know if there are like more, more ladies listening who would like to get involved and uh, or maybe why they should uh, change their focus and go into Web3 yeah. instead of Web2. Okay, so yeah. my tip number one is come to any of the conferences that are happening this year, you know, just just get your... your dip the toes. Dip the toes in <laughs> um, and, and, you know, you probably come out with way more knowledge, mm. way more network. Um, at these conferences, you probably find out about groups as well, you know, women in blockchain or DeFi or whatever groups you're interested in. Um, well, underrepresented. I think yeah. it's uh, the statistics are really terrible. I think it's five percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And and like for example, I so far have not seen a single woman pitch to us. 
So it was in our own fund. In our own fund, it's only guys so far. So, yeah, so own fund would be an example for the venture now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But ladies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, but basically, yeah. these conferences are a great way to find gr groups to get involved in or venture DAOs to involve to get involved in. And and the last one, I think that's very important. Also, do your homework. Like, you don't want to arrive at this conference, you know, having no clue about crypto or about how things work because you will not be taken seriously, especially as a woman. So you know, really. <laughs> Go in, have fun, because it is, you know, it's scary, but it's an exciting new world. So really try yourself out. And then when you come to the conference, you can actually talk the talk. And I think, um, yeah, and I think sometimes women make the definitely Learn mistake. the abbreviations. Yeah, <laughs> learn the abbreviations, yeah. Bug me, yeah. LFD, GM. <laughs> you know, maybe you can yeah. do a, like a goodbye phrase in, yeah, in yeah. crypto slang. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah. like it's it's always a shame seeing people in general, but somehow it's, I feel it's more women that come and they're they clearly have no clue, <laughs> and it's always a shame. So like, don't, don't be like that, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, like if you're listening to the, this podcast, if you need a list of resources to educate yourself on Web three, reach out to us on Instagram. I guess it's the easiest channel or LinkedIn, and yeah, we have a big list, so you can. <laughs> You, you can pick something that is for you because it's uh, you have everything from finance to ESG, which is like Raphael's passion, and um, you have NFTs, which you're getting into mm -hmm. as well, metaverse. So you have you can pick something that suits your personality, and um, so so your new venture will definitely be in Web three and probably related to sustainability aspect. We'll see. Definitely Web three. Let's okay. let's uh, everything else is still open. Yeah. Like um, yeah, it's it's still a, I'm still in the exploration phase, but I hope to yeah have something more concrete in the next three months at the latest. Okay. Like yeah. So, yeah, so we'll see. And maybe like just a very last question to wrap up. If you could change one thing in this world, like what would it be? If you could see a change, like something we don't have today. Yeah, I would um, get teach innovation and entrepreneurship to, to people of all ages, but especially in, cool, in schools. <laughs> like uh, in my mind, that should be the most important subject in anything that's educational and get people, you know, to really train people to be excited about doing something different, doing something innovative. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that would make the world a much better place and would give people so much more satisfaction in their jobs also. Yeah, I mean, your entrepreneur is hard. So I think it's, it's an amazing, yeah, it's an amazing closing. And I wish that too. I, I strongly agree. And um, yeah, so that's wrap up. Do we have a crypto phrase to close this podcast? Wag me. We're all going to make it. <laughs> Wag me. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.